by the time they finish two years, they would be a Picasso, you know, in their own sense. <laughs> Having special needs children in a workplace is actually a blessing. And uh, most of people who've hired them has come back to us and told us that as well. But you see them in the workplace and they still bring that innocence to that workplace. It's such a breath of fresh air. This is the 38th episode of Dream 100 Show with Ms. Sharmila Joyce Velal. Welcome to Dream 100 Show, listener. I'm your host, Savita Hosamani. Each week, we interview today's most successful and inspiring business owners with winning teams who had the courage to chase their dreams in spite of all their challenges. Or we go on to explore one aspect of evolving business owners, cultivating their inner strengths for personal growth, which will impact business profits positively. Join us as we bring you everything that goes on in the minds of successful business owners during decision-making process and gain insights to make smarter decisions. Eka strives at creating inclusiveness in the fullest sense by making children future ready for the real world in a holistic way. Eka caters to children with special needs by working on their strengths, development patterns, and helps them to gain placement, which is very important, and become fully independent so that they evolve and contribute to their families and society. Eka hand holds students during transitioning from college to workplace and helps students to adapt to their new workplaces in a non-intrusive way so that they are able to write their success stories with an aim of helping students in mainstream and to fill the gaps in their holistic development, Eka has purposefully designed evening programs. These programs are for homeschoolers or students going to other schools or adults attending college or going out to jobs. So now let's get started and welcome Sharmila to Dream 100 show and let's hear it out from her right here, right now. Welcome to Dream 100 show, Sharmila. It's truly, truly an honor and pleasure to have you here. So how did you arrive at this name? We kept thinking about what is the passion that we have or what is it that we want to do with ACA. And then we kept talking about inclusion. And so we kept thinking what are the words for inclusion and uh, having one place for everyone and not discrimination and all that. And we're like, one, one, one. And then it came to us. We're like, oh, let's just stick to that. <laughs> it's like Apple coming up with their name, you know. <laughs> for Apple, let's just keep our name that. So it was just like that. <laughs> but it's very, very appropriate to the yeah. kind of work that you're doing and the spirit of the school stands for. Yeah. Everything coincides very beautifully. Thank you so much. <laughs> means a lot to us. <laughs> Just as I said at the starting stage right now. So uh, the two years of pandemic killed our spirit, but now hopefully <laughs> we'll regroup and restart. Let's mm-hmm. see. 
what actually inspired you to start off with uh, eka of course the name is very beautiful inclusion and all this yeah. but uh, uh, the inspiration behind this shanti and me uh, uh, shanti is my uh, partner so when uh, shanti and me decided to start a center we were very adamant that we really wanted to find something for adolescent special needs that's how it started we wanted something after education and after vocation training what next you know we wanted to look into the marriage we wanted to look into the employment we wanted to look into them being part of the society and not just look at as a a, a person who needs support we want them to see as an uh, individual with a lot of respect and dignity also responsibility to be a part of society so we our intention was that so when we started eka it was only for adolescent but then because of the parent request and also we felt that there was a lot of lag between where the student were when they came to us and the age they were in so therefore we decided to start from 6 years onwards itself so that was one of the good decision that we took <laughs> <laughs> yes so it is both an educational organization and a charitable uh, institution a trust kind right so yeah. what brought about this uh, combination um so what we did was we tried a reverse inclusion uh, because we felt that our students weren't really though we were placing them in the mainstream school at certain point of time they could not cope with the pressures of the mainstream schools and they eventually joined back the special needs center again so that too with a battered uh, self esteem and self confidence so we came to a point where we stopped sending special needs children to mainstream school because we knew eventually they'll come back to us and we started defending saying no we will not send them so then we felt but they however are missing out on that inclusion and being with a uh, uh, what you call uh, main uh, neurotypical or mainstream children so th- that's when we decided to have underprivileged children as well so uh, with or without disability we started giving free education for underprivileged children and uh, it worked like magic because uh, these children come with a huge capacity to protect themselves and be smart about uh, their you know life and uh, take decisions quickly and everything so they became a very good role model for our children and that helped a lot so therefore the education as well as the charitable aspect of it uh, really helped us look into the world of uh, inclusion true inclusion yeah so awesome so like what were the uh, challenges you faced like as you started setting up this uh, organization as well as a trust and you also started interacting with lot of companies for placements so you would have faced the journey wouldn't have been smooth <laughs> <laughs> it's still not very smooth actually uh, it's an ongoing difficulty uh any ngo for that matter the biggest difficulty they face is the finance because unlike the corporates we don't charge too much money we want to be there for the parents and provide reasonable and sustainable uh, services for the parents so also the educators that we hire also uh, they need to be paid well in order to sustain them you don't get anyone for free right so services need to be paid okay. finance was a very very huge uh, aspect it continues to be as well we finally after 3 years of struggle and lot of uh, documentation and running around got our atg 
So we have to start the process of looking for sponsors, but that also is not a small, because so many NGOs, corporate need to know they're putting their money in the right place. That being the biggest problem, the others is the resource allocation, because most of the time you don't get the required resources, maybe the building infrastructure where you start your center. We can't keep changing every two years, mm-hmm. right? So the have we can't afford a bigger space. So it has to go stepwise. Okay, I can afford only a small building and then go to the little bigger one. So that constant change is a lot of difficulty. Uh, there's no consistency because of the resource allocation as such. And the third uh, main problem would be the training of the teachers and sustaining skilled teachers or skilled educators. A lot of times what happens is that you invest a lot of time in training somebody and after a year or two, they get kind of bored of it and they leave and go, you know, and all your energy goes for a way, uh, you know, not waste, but then, yeah, it doesn't benefit your organization. So the constant, uh, so if at all we would provide good salary package, they would probably survive or sustain in the job. But then since that doesn't happen, these are the three major difficulty I feel any NGO would be facing. When it comes to empowering a child with special needs, how do you go about it? Uh, it's not just like, you know, train them in some kind of a skill like either embroidery or block printing and, you know, paper making or something and placing them. Uh, one is the consistency is not there uh, because there's no sustainable um, yeah, income that comes to the child. And then how many of us always buy scandal or always buy a block printed clothing, you know, like it, it's not, it doesn't bring them enough income. So we look, start looking at uh, uh, jobs that are sustainable and that will give them an income that is enough for their life, you know. So for that, in order for that to happen, the students need to have certain skills, like how do you present yourself and how do you go approach someone for a job, re- writing resume, uh, all that, they need to be trained. So before that, we do something called as a pre-vocational or transitional course, which is a transition from being a completely dependent being to becoming independent. You know, you can't really expect that to happen in a three-month course or whatever. We take two years to get them to the vocation skills level. So the pre-vocation, we do a lot of AIL, what we call as adult independent living. So we teach them how to cook by yourself, how to clean by yourself. Basic stuff. If they do something at home by themselves, then they can do something. Mm-hmm. So, and then we move on to WPR, which is workplace readiness. Uh, workplace readiness. We teach them on what is working actually. You know, it's not just take one thing and keep it here. What is the work? What mm-hmm. is salary? What is you know taking a leave? All these we explain it to them. How to be in a company, writing a resume, taking part in discussions. All these are done in a mock classes or mock sessions. We also get into the functional English and mathematics, uh, where we teach them adult required keywords. When they are in special needs, they learn certain keywords on how to frame an English sentence. So when you come to adult also, it's the same thing. They need to Mm -hmm. know keywords. For example, if I go to bank, I can't say I want to open blah, blah. You have to know what you want to open, account, depositing, withdrawal, all these they need to know. So we teach them all these keywords. And then we also kind of get into helping them finance, plan their finances. If I get a salary of 15000 and I have to spend money for grocery and electricity bill and water bill and yet save money to go on a holiday, how do I do it? So we teach them wow. on creating Excel sheet and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, saving their money and all that. So that's how we plan. We 
slowly take time in helping them understand this is how you live independently and once we feel confident that they can take up a job they get into a vocational course awesome so from adult independent living to workplace readiness are organizations open to taking them as interns at least for 2 to 3 months and so that they get the hang of it and thereby they gain more confidence so uh, what we do uh, during vocation course is that where we get a job for at hand first you know mm-hmm. we know that the student for example uh, uh, child a is very good with people then i will put him in not a corporate but a people oriented job and if at all this another child who's very non social child mm-hmm. but then is very good with computers and we put him in corporate related job so uh, when we have a job at hand we ask the job provider what are the skills that ought to have and then train them for 6 months in that we give them um, a lot of uh, brief on uh, what needs to be done give them thorough ex- practice and everything but once the 3 month is done we don't just leave them in the corporate you know there's a transition that happens so we attend the workshop or a training process by that corporate along with the child so that the child feels comfortable that if i don't understand my teacher will explain it to me right it also gives the corporate also an idea on how to talk to the child right so the employee we can get an idea on okay so i need to break it down further if i send tell send a mail they will not do it i have to tell open your gmail account go to compose put an email id and then do the work right so we kind of teach them on how to give instructions as well once they are taken in we still continue to keep uh, in touch with the corporate uh, we see how the child is placed if they have any trouble then we try to help counsel the parents so until unless the parent the corporate and the child sorry the client does not come together uh, they will not sustain the job so the corporate will have to keep in touch with the family uh, no matter how much you train a person with special needs they will still need a little bit of guidance in terms of okay the reason you are finding it difficult is this you know if somebody needs to be guided so our parents can do the best and for that the corporates have to keep in touch with the family that works the best okay also once a child enters into this kind of workspace what is the adaptability because they would have been subjected to a lot of empathetic treatment right yeah. from the beginning from their parents as well as the school as well but yeah. this is the harsh reality like until the teething problems you guys are around but once you people are out of the scene how do they manage uh, that's what the pre work and the work is supposed to do we kind of talk to them about uh, you know um, uh, emotions as well socializing as well so most of the complaints we've had earlier on or what we've heard from people who are placed in jobs before starting eka we had interviewed few people what are the difficulty of finding in your company and the only thing that they would mention is because they can't socialize with the other groups of people there you know so they feel left out so though you do all the process required there is still this element of i don't know how to go approach a person and socialize with them so cracking joke sarcasm those are something they don't understand right so they will really read up a joke and come and tell you straight forward and you will be like wondering why are you saying it it completely out of context so that's when it becomes very important for us to teach them on how to handle their emotions if you're feeling bad what will you do will you just keep it to yourself or will you go and tell your colleague or your uh, superior so we train them in this also during the whole process we call in a lot of guest speakers as well who will tell you how it needs to be 
and they will uh, speak to them. So one, at least monthly once we have people from different sectors, not just corporate. They come and tell what they expect when they hire an employee. So they hear that out. We also have voluntary program. So people can volunteer at ACA. So we buddy them up with one of our students. And they talk to them about regular stuff. Needn't be just the corporate or the work. But then, you know, movies, Netflix. These mm-hmm. are something that they miss out on because they don't get to socialize. So we buddy them up with some volunteers so that mm-hmm. their relationship, long-lasting relationship, and this person, if they can't reach out to us or the manager, they have a buddy to fall back on. Mm-hmm. I think that's awesome. <laughs> I think everyone needs a buddy. <laughs> Yeah, totally, I agree. <laughs> I think that were like with these people, what happens is that we go in a structured manner and you think of, okay, what else can I provide? And then you think, you know, what when I need this? <laughs> <laughs> so how different is uh, ACAS compared to other uh, special needs schools? So what's so unique about uh, ACAS? Oh. Well, I wouldn't want to compare our ACA to anybody else because every NGO is different. Every NGO has started with a passion and a vision and uh, they are unique by themselves. But I will tell you what's unique about us is that we have started with the intention of providing the experience and the exposure that every special needs child deserves to get. That includes schooling as well. So our whole program is placed as a schooling model. So they come at 9.30, they have an assembly. Then they have curriculars and co-curriculars as well. So they have music, dance, Zumba, yoga, gardening. They do everything, cooking, everything they do uh, in the school, along with the academics as well. This is the place where we are not focused on one particular disability. We have specific learning disability, uh, autism, we have visual impaired student, we have child with speech impairment, we have children with um, uh, cerebral palsy as well, we have mixed group. So therefore, what happens, you look at your own strength. And when you look at other person's weakness, right? So the child who uh, has cerebral palsy will feel, okay, you know, I can explain things better to a child uh, who has learned disability. And they kind of bond with that, you know, they realize that they've got their own strength. And socializing that happens at ACA is just amazing. It's like a big family one of our students actually said that Eka is my family and he's like uh, I'm, I, whenever he, he has a fight with his mother he said I'll go to Eka <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah so it's about creating that experience for them it's not just a session or a class or a school it's creating a home environment where you are constantly learning and evolving as well the across age across disability everyone gets to mingle with one another there is no disparity and there is no wall between anyone, you know, and that's the, I think, uniqueness. And we see every child for the strength they have rather than, you know, of what they are unable to or bracket them into any kind of disability. So when a parent comes and asks us, what disability did you cater to? We just tell them we cater to children. To put it in one word, you make them life ready. <laughs> See, what happens is that when you uh, enter a center or any kind of curriculum, we also, no matter how much we didn't like our schools, we enjoyed those small experiences. Though we hated the sports day or the independence day practice, but we remember those the most because they they got us all together. And that's what we also do at ACA, where we have a lot of events and uh, competitions where the students take part. So their skills are showcased, you know, so we do a lot of art 
children at eka loves doing art so even if the child enters with no fine motor uh, cap- capacity by the time they finish two years they would be a caso you know in their own sense <laughs> like um if at all we don't have like this month is the only month we don't have any events we take a rest because there is a lot of exams coming up and everything and the kids go oh, there is no events you know can <laughs> i can't i dress up for something can't i prepare myself for something they go like that so yeah it's the experiences that eka brings in so then <laughs> afterwards they do take up uh, exams is it in uh... yeah so we provide academic level uh, so that is by the nios nios is uh, the same and it comes under the umbrella of cbse it's a national institute of open schooling so we provide 10th and 12th coaching for these children so from 6 years onwards we kind of have work downwards so if at all a child at 12th grade is supposed to expected to write this much then how do i bring it from a 6 year old onwards so mm-hmm. uh, we work backwards and we also for the younger lot what happens is that we take up the relevant topics we don't teach them about old topics and you know uh, try to make them feel acha hua tha or it has happened <laughs> don't get into that we want them to be future ready so we take up pollution we take up poverty we take up rescue the street dogs those kind of uh, topics are taken and we work as a theme so if the empathy is a theme for the whole month then we english revolves around that mathematics revolves around that your art also is about that so it's theme based learning that happens so by the end of the year when you have the exams you we kind of see if at all they uh, learn the core value of their theme rather than the topic that was learned as such Mm-hmm. what i understand here is they are very strong in values but yes. once they see the corruption outside how will they react so uh, they have been perplexed about it but we do talk about all that because we want them to be prepared for example politics is one something that we don't talk with children with special needs because it doesn't make sense but we felt the other way around that they are the future of our world and they need to know what's happening so um, when they start the assembly so start the day with an assembly we read newspapers so that they are aware of what's happening and we also had a school elections so that they know how we select our prime minister so they know their own right on okay i know i have to choose a leader who will lead me in a right way so if you just explain it they won't understand so they had the process where they selected their leader and the leader has been lethargic and they come and tell me uh, he's not helping you i'm like you selected him i'm sorry i can't <laughs> do anything about it they then realize oh i should have shouldn't have gone to my friend i should have chosen a leader that would support me you know so that's the way the learning experience happens so yeah experiential learning experiential we completely believe instead of telling them what's happening it's better they are exposed to it and they learn and it does miracles because they really sit and argue with us you know and they will say uh, for a while they listen but then they'll be like but wait you said something else last time <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see in that innocent view of the world you know how they see the world as so black and white and hmm. wish all adults were looking at it that way masika <laughs> what has been the best compliment you guys have received from parents or from kids also <laughs> like once they go back to that world and then they see eka what are their reactions 
So one uh, is every day is a happy day and every day is a fantastic feedback that we get from a child. So we treasure every moment. So as I said, one student said that Eka is a family. So he will fight it out with his mom and he say, you know what? I don't need you. I need to have my teachers. <laughs> he like that. And we tell him that no, no, you, you've got to respect your elders. You can't talk. If you can't respect them, you don't respect me. And all that happens and he'll be like, yeah, but then you respect me more. <laughs> so uh, there, there has been a lot of instances that that's very heartwarming and that makes us want more, crave more of those moments. Um, I think most uh, uh, that we relish a lot is the uh, relationship that we've established with each of these parents' family. It's not just the mother or the father, it's the family. So we've had, uh, as I said, we have co-curriculars and uh, we we have Zumba to uh, name it, all the co-curriculars, we have it. And uh, it's the more than the eagerness of the students, the eagerness of the parents and the family members it's amazing because we have grandparents also participating in zumba (laughs) saying oh this keeps me fit so i want to (laughs) participate so so yeah um there has been many such instances where it has just given us a reason to continue forward awesome so if uh, candidates are from other schools yeah. And because they would have learned a certain way from uh, that particular school. And once they come here, do you help them in getting placement or you guys train them again? We would look at their skill level they are at. But mm-hmm. all we don't really require that much of skill uh, because they are, if they are aware of things around like what is a job and simple thing as uh, how do I go to my office? If they have a clarity such as those as we place them directly, but otherwise we would usually pursue the parents to take up the PV, that's a pre-vocation course. We feel more confident because they're exposed to a lot of nuances and etiquettes through that course. And we want consistency. We want them to sustain the job that they have applied for. It shouldn't be like they go join for three months and the employees finding it difficult and we won't know the child ourselves and we won't know how to support them, right? So therefore, we encourage two-year cup PV. But if at all the parents are not for it and which field the child is suitable to be placed in a job, we go ahead and place them in the job. Awesome. Have you thought about the student exchange program? Because we see that abroad uh, children with special needs have more opportunities and uh, they have more uh, wider exposure. So if these kids also have a chance to go there and they also have a chance. Yeah, uh, we actually, when we started the uh, ACA in the first year, we had collaborated with a couple of uh, international institutes as well for this purpose and they were like okay you just started so finish at least two or three years and then we will look into it but we have thought of it but we've done it online like we've uh, had a lot of uh, exchange of uh, not really students but uh, the teachers like you know giving us a view of what happens or what they do so we had two international events where the students of with special needs from I think it was uh, UK they had uh, mingled with our students online and they would tell their experiences. So we've had the sharing of experiences and all that, but we we will probably do that in the future where they will get to send our students because traveling is something that special needs children hardly get to do. The parents feel so worried and they feel so they can't be independent and everything. So we definitely have that in the pipeline. But And as against to... Uh, 
facilities in the abroad and facilities here probably are facility wise we might be lacking in terms of the other countries but in terms of job placement i think we are equal to none you know like everybody is in the same place right now because most of the corporates have opened up here not just the corporates across the sectors maybe small scale or the large scale people want people with disability to be in par- a part of the employees in the firm because they see value in it because they bring emotions they bring you know um, consistency because when you're working with a special needs child you will know if you tell a instruction once that followed through no matter what happens that instruction will be followed until unless you tell you cannot do that instruction because this this follow this instruction then they follow that but otherwise whatever is being told to them they follow to the t without missing it having special needs children in a workplace is actually a blessing and uh, most of people who've hired them has come back to us and told us that as well wow <laughs> so there is no attrition rate at all <laughs> no because uh, what happens is that um, as i said when you're teaching a special needs you you feel a reason that you're working towards you know it's it's you see a wholesomeness of it but you see them in the workplace and they still bring that innocence to that workplace it's such a breath of fresh air <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. like who are the few persons who have inspired you as a person oh there there are uh, quite a few actually but most importantly i think uh there are three people who i would really like to mention one is uh, my guide my mentor i've always mentioned her uh jayshri rajnahalli i think uh, she supported me so much and she still continues to support many other special educators very selfless person and the humbleness with which they work it's it's just outstanding if i'm one percent of her also i'll be very thankful and uh, gayatri ma'am because uh, gayatri ma'am uh, runs brindavan education trust uh, she was the one who put the seed in my head that i too can run a center and uh, because she had said that i started working towards it and therefore it's there and lastly but not the uh, yeah not <laughs> though last most important person is be shanti karamchetty she is my partner and uh, um the kind of vision that she brings into play and then um i only tell her this is what i want to do and she makes it happen you know the ability to it's easy to vision it's easy to have an idea of i want to do it but how to reach the journey and the steps that you take it needs to be very practical it needs to be very systematized and if you set the process in the beginning you are you can mimic it and that's what shanti brings and uh, you know, quite an inspiration actually what has been your greatest learning throughout this journey Oh my god that's a very difficult <laughs> question <laughs> uh but then i think um uh, expect the unexpected I never say, start my day with saying okay i'm going to do this because it always is the other way around and move with the child you know the, we do a lot of planning we do something called as individualized education plan unlike the other uh, schools which do lesson planning and curriculum planning we have to do it for each child separately uh so we do that because we have to have a goal we can't just be fluid but then uh life takes its own course and then you have the child with its own intention in mind so until unless you are thinking like a child and allow them to breathe once in a while and say you know what it's okay we'll not do the class today <laughs> uh, 
so that I, I've learned a lot from my students actually and I'll still continue to learn as well I hope to contain their you know sense that they have and then the freedom in thought you know they are not constrained by anything so when we were teaching them this is a very very uh, sensitive topic to talk about but with if you look at it in the sense uh, in the eyes of the special needs all are alike you know so mm-hmm. we couldn't really help them make them understand what is the religion you know they mm-hmm. were like but then they have two hands and two legs you know so what if they pray different gods <laughs> so those kind of innocence i wish we all contain yeah mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> so what's the best and the worst advice that you have received so far <laughs> in terms of best advice would be um, when the parents pushed us to start the 6 years onwards course i think if at all we had stuck to only adolescent uh, it we wouldn't be able to have so much of good memories that we are having right now so that's one of the things and um, also i really was very jittery about starting cooking and uh, housekeeping at aka uh because i wasn't sure about the safety aspect that's something that uh, is very important to us but uh, the teachers gave me confidence saying that they will learn about the safety we have to teach them anyways and now when eka was running physically we used to enter with the smell of upma or smell of gajar ka halwa <laughs> because the kids would be cooking i miss those so i'm looking forward to those so that's something i'm looking forward to when it comes to worst i don't think um when you have good intention in play everybody is kind to you you know so i don't think there was any worse advice as such there was no negative intentions as well mm-hmm. uh, even if it comes it doesn't really you know bother us much we usually look at the brighter side of the things and move ahead so yeah mm-hmm. don't think i have any <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah any lowest point uh... for me or for the aka uh uh-huh. okay both <laughs> um well it's part and parcel of life right to have the ups and the lows and everything so for aka i think it was the two years of online we cherished it tremendously we never let go of our events we recently had our annual uh, annual day online and the tamil actor uh, mr sham had come to uh, watch and even he was stunned by the performances of our students so we though we cherished it tremendously i think um having it uh, online and not having the kids when the kids had come to my place to study for the 10th exam that's coming up they said one of the students are crying and i said what happened and he said i missed this i missed the chill time that we had i'm like and then he was having his lunch really fast i was like slow down and have he's like no i missed the chill time i don't want to be sitting and wasting my time eating <laughs> you know so i want to sit and talk nonsense so <laughs> miss those i think that has been the lowest point i miss mm-hmm. all the experience that we missed out on yeah that's about it <laughs> <laughs> okay so what is your vision for rekha in the coming years so we wanted to have aka as a one point place for all special needs children you have from early intervention to until they're settled in their life you know we want it to be a well planned organization so right now we are able to take 6 years onwards not below working for the uh, lower age group is also our intention but other high priority is we want to bring in higher education for children with special needs they finish their 12th and then uh, they have to struggle in the mainstream again 
So we're trying to now join hands with the multiple colleges in Bangalore. They can do two subjects and we could probably take one subject or probably get into curriculum modification, but provide an opportunity for these children to complete their graduate or even postgraduate for that matter. Mm. So uh, that's something we are working on. Probably next year, we will be able to provide a graduation uh, course for children with disability. We also want to get into a lot of research and uh, projects as well. That's something we are collaborating. We are doing a lot of collaborations because we feel as alone, you will not be able to do much. You can impact probably 50 lives. But if you want to impact the whole population, you need to rope in a lot more people. And uh, Nimhans has been very generous that way. They've uh, agreed to help us out in terms of research. They agreed to help us out in terms of uh, providing any kind of support in uh, uh, projects and everything. So we are also going to be looking into helping their rehabilitation center as well. So a lot of uh, collaboration with uh, big universities like Jyotinivas, Christ and Manipal universities as well. So hoping that works out. Let's see. (laughs) Wow, that's really brilliant. (laughs) Before we end this conversation, if people want to get in touch with you, how do they get in touch? Everyone can check out the website www.ekainclusion.com. Uh, or else email us at ekainclusion at gmail.com. We are available. You can even check out all our social media. We are very, very active on social media. Our children love it that they have been in uh, Instagram <laughs> or Facebook or anything. So because of that, they are also creating their own account now. Wow. Do have a look at it and uh, let us know. Give us your feedback. And uh, uh, if anybody is willing to uh, do any kind of donations, uh, help us out with any kind of project, placement of children, if you're willing to employ, do connect with us at ekainclusion at gmail.com. Awesome. This is a beautiful word in this big world. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the appreciation. (laughs) No, I really loved it. Very nice initiative. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, and it's, as I said, it's it's like uh, the children make it happen. They tell us what they want to be. Like one of our students has said that he wants to be an IAS officer. So we're trying to see how we can work it out. Or if not an IAS officer, what we can do that he's close to it at least. You know, so, we are, so that gives us more reason to learn more and get to know more, you know. So um, and the children also feel like somebody's listening to my voice. So if at all we can't help him accomplish that goal, then he at least know why we couldn't do it. Mm. So uh, we don't want any child to feel as a, okay, I, I can just dream it can't happen. We want to see it happen. We want to, and everyone in the world, at least whomever we have approached have been very sensitive, very pro. If I say, kind of come and talk to my child about this, they say, yeah, sure, why not? You know, mm-hmm. and nobody said no to anything, you know. So um, we've been very blessed that we've been interacting with amazing people, with amazing, uh, nothing but pure intentions in their heart. So it's all, uh, I think, accolades goes to everyone who's been part of the ACA students, ACA teachers mainly. I can't thank them enough. We keep giving them last minute stuff and we keep taking it up without saying no to it. If ACA teachers were not as creative and ready to go, uh, and we have unity in diversity there because none of them are Bangalorean. <laughs> they all are from different parts of the states. So we keep saying we have the true India here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
Thank you so much for your time as well as for these wonderful insights. I'm sure uh, anybody who listens to this will have uh, their uh, heart wanting to come and visit this place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we would truly love that if that happens. Thank you so much. It's been amazing uh, talking to you as well. And uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, uh, showcase my small little world to you and, uh, uh, you know, making the world see that there should not be anything that stops you if you have a vision or an idea for yourself please go ahead because you don't know whom you will impact and every impact that you create on people's life is as important so um yeah just don't hold back on your dreams don't hold back on others dreams and yeah it's only the dreaming that has led us to actually seeing eka happen so yeah Thank you so much ma'am thank you so much for providing this opportunity it was fun and it was a uh, very enjoyable uh, sharing all the fun moments with you <laughs> <laughs> thank you i thank sharmila from the bottom of my heart for this beautiful interesting and engaging insights which we had during this conversation here are my few takeaways my first learning when every contribution is valued equally true inclusion happens the second learning workplace readiness is very important for workplace success in the long run my third learning is that transitioning from being dependent to being independent is real empowerment fourth learning skills and strength analysis of individuals for a job role will define sustainability fifth learning creating learning experiences improves performance on the job my sixth learning which really touched my heart in the eyes of special needs children everyone is alike what a true learning thank you so much never lose out on an opportunity to learn about cultivating your inner strengths on dream 100 show we strongly believe that life is just a play we win some we lose some we miss some and we mess with some so enjoy your journey and play to the fullest thank you so much for listening to this episode of dream 100 show and now make a smart decision of taking the next step towards building your trust and your dreams don't forget to subscribe to dream 100 show and leave a review on apple podcast Share your biggest takeaways with us and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. For more details, shoot an email to us. This is Savita signing off and catch you soon in our next episode. Mm-hmm.